You found it. No nonsense. No scripts. Real people on real issues. Hard hitting and action packed with logic, reason, and common sense. Everything you need and everything you've been looking for in a podcast. This is Dynamic Independence with Johnny Anderson, Bruce Adams, Marty Foster, and GP. Welcome to it. Good day, Bruce. How are you? Healthy and alive. Doing well. Fantastic. I'm not going to lie. I have had a really, really long day today, and I'm really not feeling it today. So we probably aren't going to do a whole hour. I would bet we're probably just going to do a half an hour today because I am absolutely exhausted. And when you do podcasts, you have to do podcasts. I mean, you can't just you can't just go halfway with it. I mean, you got to go all you got to go all the way with it. And uh, today I just do not have it. And it's not because I'm down sick or something like that. I am just mentally and physically exhausted. Uh, Horrible thing happened here in town today. It was uh, it was all over the national news here. It was that bad. Um, I, I'm really not going to get into it, but um, it's um, yeah, just a, it was it was just a really really horrible thing that happened here today. But that's not uh, that's not the reason that I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired because I didn't get much sleep last night and I had to get up really early this morning. And then of course that other thing happened. Uh, it really just yeah kind of threw me through a loop. So um, yeah, it's been a uh, it's been a pretty bad day. But we're going to continue on. Uh, we're going to do a little bit here. We're going to cover some of the top stuff that's going on. Uh, we're going to see uh, see how that goes. This is uh, this is actually just breaking. Uh, the U.S. will send around 60 million doses of AstraZeneca's COVID-19 vaccine stockpile overseas. Is that the one that's being shut down everywhere? Yeah. Yeah, that, that that's one of the ones. Because uh, I, I think it was AstraZeneca and Pfizer that was uh, being shut down. Johnson uh, Johnson. And well, yeah, Johnson and is Johnson. Pfizer under is Pfizer under fire? I thought Pfizer was one of them that uh, thought it was Pfizer and AstraZeneca. Maybe maybe I'm getting it mixed up with the Moderna one. But um, well, the Moderna they, they one was, had was, problems in the beginning. Well, there was there's two of the RNA ones uh, that that was being shut down or or um, initially, I think some countries shut it down and then uh, um, started it up again. But yeah, I know there was two of them before the J&J one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, mo- moving along. So yeah, we're going to send 60 million doses, I guess, to uh, to other countries. All right. So something has been wiped from the internet. You know how we always talk about things and we have to go back and we have to dig through the, uh, was it like the Wayback Machine and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh, in order mm-hmm. to find that stuff? Well, something else has been wiped from the internet. This is an interesting thing. Uh, this is out of the National Pulse. Raheem Kassam and Natalie Winters, they do some great work over there. Uh, and I like it when they, uh, they point this stuff out. Fauci's National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases scientists, so members of his staff, attended the Wuhan Lab Summit. And that's now been completely removed from the internet. That was an attendance that took place back in 2016, which discussed emerging viral diseases, infections, and antiviral immunity, all critical to the COVID-19 response. Now they've all been scrubbed. Everything from now, that doesn't mean that they've lost their positions. That just means that they've removed all information of that summit and who attended from a point of reference. Why? That's 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 the first question that you should have in this is 
Why? Why did they scrub it? Well, I think that's it's a number of things. I mean, I think that you could go the the route with Fauci and look at his connections. I mean, he's becoming more and more exposed as time goes on. Of course, there's always deflection. Have you noticed with Fauci, it's always about something else. Everything with him is deflection. When someone hits him with something like, for example, if like Senator Rand Paul hits him with something and he asks him about or even even when he's on the media, he does the same tactic when they ask him about the deaths. Well, he immediately changes to cases. Well, then when they ask him about cases, he immediately changes to mask wearing. When they ask him about mask wearing, then he just flip flops back around and goes back to cases and deaths. So it's always a constant thing. And and don't don't lose sight of what is being pushed under the rug here. And that's Fauci funded those labs in Wuhan. Don't lose sight of that because that's the real crime here. So two researchers from Fauci's National Institute of Health and Virology or Health and Infectious Diseases, National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, were in attendance in 2016. Uh, Dr. Fauci, of course, uh, he's been there since uh, 1984. Funny how he's it's a strange year for him to start, right? Yeah, 1984. Get it? Yeah. Now he seems to be over top of 1984. Yeah. So at the time of the conference, attendee Conta, uh, uh, oh boy. Sabaro, I'm just going to go with it, uh, served as the chief of emerging respiratory viruses section. And Nancy Sullivan served as chief of the biodefense research section at the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases Vaccine Research Center. So they might have a little bit of knowledge when it comes to what's going on at that lab in Wuhan. Maybe, maybe. Just stands to reason. It stands to reason. Sullivan still serves under Fauci. Well, Sabaro departed the agency to become director of the World Health Organization's Collaborating Center for Reference and Research on Influenza. Now, I have a list of the people that were there uh, and people that spoke and a lot of people from China, a lot of people from uh, the U.S., a lot of people from different universities, a lot of people from Johns Hopkins. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that's been removed. All of it. People from the Imperial College of London. Yeah. Mr. Neil Ferguson, Mr. Doomsday. Why we had all the lockdowns in the first place? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Boy, the plot thickens with this, doesn't it? The October conference contained six sessions, epidemiology of emerging viral disease, persistent viral infection and immune dysregulation, viral pathogenesis, immune intervention and prevention of disease, innate antiviral immunity, and induction of systemic adaptive immunity. So among the organizers and speakers were several researchers from the Chinese Communist Party institutions, including the current director of the Chinese Center for Disease Control and Prevention and the WIV director general. Hmm. Boy, this is really interesting stuff. Now, you would think that these people would be in the know. Yeah, you'd, you'd want them to be at the forefront of what's going on, what we're facing here. So researchers have also been granted awards from the Chinese Communist Party's Youth League and State Council. Hmm. The lab has also televised the National Congress of the Chinese Communist Party, and a press release recounts, during watching of live broadcasts, the conference hall was in perfect order. Tell me if this doesn't sound like sheer propaganda. Everyone's listening carefully to work reported by General Secretary Hu Jintao and keeping notes attentively. The atmosphere was charged with excitement and the room was resounded with waves of applause. Yes, the conf- you know if you don't applaud, you'll... Yes, yeah, mm. you, you won't be there very long. Mm. The conference reports revealing that Fauci... Uh, Fauci's National Institute of Health sent millions of U.S. taxpayer dollars to fund research carried out by Peter Daszak's EcoHealth Alliance, which was a partner of his, I might add. And he was also one of the researchers that was sent over to China 
as part of the World Health Organization investigation team to look into the origins of it. But of course, I mean, it was a dead end. Yeah, I mean, what more could they do? What more could they do? So the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, of which Fauci is ahead of, funded six separate grants totaling nearly $3,750,000, focusing on, and this is where we began our research because this was put out by their own publication, understanding the risk of bat coronavirus emergence in China. I'm sure it's all coincidence. I'm sure it's, it's just, it's all coincidence. Of course. So with Fauci being back in the limelight, of course he's going to be on George Stephanopoulos' show, isn't he? Yeah, he's going to be there. Yeah, he's going to give you new guidelines on what to do this summer outdoors. Should you wear a mask? Should you not wear a mask? Well, I mean, that's that's the question everyone's asking themselves, right? I mean, everybody that's everybody that can't think, that's what they're asking themselves. So let's hear what the saint that Dr. Anthony Fauci had to say about wearing a mask outside if you've been vaccinated, shall we? You know, I don't want to get ahead of them, George, but I think it's pretty common sense now that outdoor risk is really, really quite low, particularly, I mean, if you were a vaccinated person wearing a wearing a mask outdoors, I mean, obviously the risk is minuscule. What I believe you're going to be hearing with the country is going to be going to be hearing soon is updated guidelines from the CDC. The CDC mm. is a science-based organization. Oh. They don't want to make any guidelines unless they look at the data and the data backs it up. But when right. you look around at the common sense situation, obviously the risk is really very low, particularly if you're vaccinated. Common sense situation? Sir, everything about the last 18 months has been anything but common sense. Common sense hasn't even applied. It hasn't even bothered to show up most days. Common sense. Common sense. If you were using common sense, first of all, common sense would tell us to fire your sorry ass. That's common sense. Second of all, you would be in handcuffs sitting before an international tribunal for crimes against humanity for your involvement in the creation of what happened in that Frankenstein lab in China. That's common sense. What's happening out there in the streets? What's happening in our schools? What's happening in our religious institutions? That is not common sense. How is he still getting booked on these shows? It, he's taken every position there is to have on coronavirus. Well, you can't say he's not well-rounded. I mean, he's got all of his bases covered, coming and going. I mean, that's a it that's does. a typical politician uh, way of doing things, right? The political way of doing things is yeah. If if the wind's blowing it one way, well, then you can take that standpoint, and those are the clips that they'll play. And if the situation goes another way, well, then they'll just cut out that part and play that part. So they play both sides. Yeah, it's 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 like climate change. You know, you, you, you can as long as you say it's climate change. Well, if there's a uptick in heat, um, you can say, oh, it's climate change. And if there's a cold spell, oh, it's climate change, man-made climate change. That's, it, it's all associated with that. Well, you know, same thing with this. Wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. Masks work. They don't work. Uh, we lied to you and told you to wear a mask because we didn't want to run out. And I mean, they've lied to us so many times now. And then the, the whole campaign they've done to basically guilt you into following their um, edicts I, at this point, I, I, I don't know why he's given. I understand why the media is giving him the time of day. Um, but if you're an American that's listening to him at this point, you're nuts. I think if you're listening to anybody that's on that damn boob tube yeah, that that idiot box, you know, my parents always used to call televisions idiot boxes. Now I understand why. I, I really understand why. If you're listening to anybody on the TV and you're not thinking for yourself, I, I have to echo what Bruce just said. More, yeah, I, I think it's back then 
I always felt um, when that was said, you know, it's because, you know, people are watching cartoons or or sports or, you know, kind of those silly things. Yeah, no, now it's 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 far more meaningful now than it was then. There, there's it's just watching the stuff that is considered to be more educational is to your detriment. I mean, there, there's even the kids shows that are designed to help your younger kids learn like numbers and letters and you know all the the, the basic fundamentals they're being indoctrinated with uh, various like racial identity stuff you know or or look at climate change or all that look at nickelodeon we were talking about that the other day environmental yep. racism yep idiots Absolute idiots. So he said that there's going to be new updated guidelines coming out of the CDC. Well, that's just depending on depending on what time they get on their Zoom call and they all have their coffee and they can throw darts at a board and figure out what it is they're going to do. These idiots don't know what they're doing. The CDC uses woke euphemism in their vaccine guidelines. Well, that's good. That That's good. That means they're being inclusive, right? They're being equitable. Yeah. But yeah, yeah? Equitable. Yeah. Equitable. Yeah. yeah. So on Friday, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention recommended, listen to how insane this is, recommended that pregnant women receive a COVID-19 vaccine after a new study suggested it would be safe for them and their babies. Where's your evidence to support that? You you don't know. You, you don't know. You're making this pseudoscience up as you go along, you idiots. You know, we read a report the other day that a, a, a five-month-old child, a five-month-old child died. A mother was breastfeeding her five-month-old child. And the child died. Do you want to know why the child died? Because the mother got a COVID shot, her second shot, a few days before that, and passed it on to the child through the milk. Congratulations. I I don't know what else to say. Feel sorry for the family, but... um, I I do feel sorry for the family, but the mother was just stupid. Isn't that kind of a warning for all vaccines in general? You're not supposed to do it while you're breastfeeding or pregnant? I mean, I thought that was kind of a, a general rule for vaccines, drugs... You know, all that. You're, you're not supposed to do it. It's insane. I, you know something? Every single insert that I've ever looked at, I mean, you know, the, the small print that no one ever reads, every single insert that I've ever seen for a vaccine says, do not give to pregnant women. Do not. Yeah. Every single one. And now this one, oh, yeah, this one's fine. Yeah, this one's fine. I heard another story this morning from someone else out of another news outlet. 32-year-old woman decided she was going to go get the vaccine. Yeah, everything was fine. Her husband found her dead the next morning in bed. Well, see, no. See, what really happened was is they they had a troubled relationship and the husband was looking for an out and just offed her in her sleep and then blamed the... the, the, the So that's why she had a heart attack at 32 years old. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. So she went on to say that the CDC recommends that pregnant people, pregnant people, not pregnant women, pregnant people, pregnant people... Yes, because men can be pregnant now as well. Yes, yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Pregnant people receive the COVID-19 vaccination. Uh, this is according to Dr. Rochelle Walensky, who should be in prison as far as I'm concerned. We know that this is a deeply personal decision. Well, then why are you telling people to make it? If it's a deeply personal decision, why are you telling people to do it? And I encourage people to talk to their doctors or primary care providers to determine what is best for them and their baby. You know, I have to call into question here, and this is just my own personal stance on it. I have to call into question here, any doctor that recommends this, and, and I say doctor very loosely, in this sense. Any doctor that recommends this, in my humble opinion, you should be ashamed of yourself and you should have your license stripped from you. Your job, when you take an oath to heal, when you look at all these side effects that are going on out there, you can't deny that. Of course, they're doing their damnedest to try and cover all that stuff up. But you can't be so naive as to think that that's not actually going on, can you? You can't be. You know, I, I'm I'm really baffled by this and I'm baffled. I am absolutely I'm floored at this. I've got people telling me 
I mean, these are educated people. When I say educated, I'm talking doctors, lawyers, PhD holders, master's degree holders. They're lining up left and right to go out there and get this thing. What the hell's wrong with you people? These are the same people that two years ago would have said, flu shot? No, I'm not going to get one of those. I'm trying to figure this out. I've been trying to figure this out for a year. How are these people falling in line for this? I don't understand it. I, I do not get it. Is it is it the media? Are, are you watching it and, and the, the hysterias just gripped you? Is it social media? I don't understand. See, I'm not in that world. I watch the media on the TV and, and dig through the articles and stuff, but we're looking at that from a point of reference for what we're doing. We're not following that. We, we don't follow that. As a matter of fact, when I see that stuff, I think, okay, that's the opposite of what I need to be doing and what I need to be thinking. Social media, I'm not on it. I haven't been on it for a very long time. But I know that it's riddled with COVID stuff. It's riddled with COVID information, disinformation, I would argue. And everything that's been put up as a counterpoint to the mainstream has been removed. So what is it? Is it that that's causing people to, to, to fall into line? I don't get it. I, I don't get it. I, I've been trying to figure this out for the for over a year now, and I don't understand it. I, I just I don't understand it. You've got people now, and I was listening to somebody a couple of days ago. They're telling me that they know people that are well educated people, and I'm not talking like the whole the whole woke kind of stuff. I'm talking people that are chemists and, and people that have PhDs in in like astrophysics and stuff. I mean, these are smart people. They're teachers, they're, they're researchers, they're scientists, and they're going out there and they're signing up at two or three different places to see which one they can get into first. That That's that's insane. I, I just I, I just don't understand it. I, I don't understand where this is coming from. I don't understand. I was talking to somebody a couple of days ago who says that they worked in a doctor's office and they've already had it, you know, like the, the, the vaccine, they've already got it. You're working in a doctor's office. You should know better, in my humble opinion. You're in the medical field, you're supposed to be doing this research and educating other people. That's not my job. Shouldn't be my job. Shouldn't be Bruce's job, even though we're going to do it anyway. But if anything, the medical professionals, you're the ones that are supposed to be educating those of us that don't understand. I've talked to people that have been in healthcare their entire lives, their entire lives. And when I try to, to talk health and nutrition, and this is before COVID, so this is not you know a recent thing. When I've tried to talk health and nutrition to them, I find myself that I'm actually, and I'm not bragging here at all, I'm actually sad that this is happening. I find that I'm actually educating them in certain aspects of, of health and nutrition. And I always make the point, I shouldn't be telling you this. I, I shouldn't be the one sitting here telling you this. You should be telling me all this stuff. You're the one that's supposed to know this stuff. You're a healer. I'm not. So I just, I, I don't get it. I, I don't get it. I don't know what is... What is twisting people's minds into going along with this? I don't understand. Maybe that's one of those things that's, I mean, I, I, see, I see history books that are just riddled with unanswered questions, riddled with unanswered questions. I mean, things that, that we can look back on now and we still don't know. Why did, example, why did Hitler stop at Dunkirk? Why did he stop there? He could have thrown a, a, a blow to the, to the British that would have knocked him out for the rest of the war. Why did he stop? To this day, nobody knows. I'm looking at this the same way. People are falling in line for this thing, and and they're they're tripping over each other to, to get there for what? For what? Is it? Are, are you scared? Is is it peer pressure? I, I don't I don't understand. Is it? If you're scared, okay, what are you scared of? What? I've been around people this entire time, and I don't see anybody going out sick. I don't see anybody 
going into hospitals. I, I don't see anybody dying. I mean, there's there's thousands of people. The Europeans, believe me, they live on top of each other. People aren't going into hospitals. Hospitals have been anything but full. They've been the exact opposite. They're as empty as I've ever seen them. I've got four hospitals around me. They've all been ghost towns since the start of this thing. Ghost towns. So I've not heard anybody tell me that they're afraid. But if they do, my first question would be, what are you afraid of? What? Is it peer pressure? It can't. I, I can't. I can't argue that it's peer pressure here. I don't think so because I, we've looked at the vaccine numbers. Three out of a hundred. Three out of a hundred. You compare that to say like Chile. They're looking at sixty-five out of a hundred. Uh, I, I was seeing something earlier that um, it, it, in New York they have something like a hundred percent of the upper income brackets have uh, been vaccinated, but only thirty-one percent of uh, the black community has been vaccinated. Well, there's an easy answer for that. And it's not that woke euphemism either. It's that that particular ethnic group does not trust the government. And I don't blame them. I don't blame them. I don't trust them either. No, I don't either. And to your point, uh, um, asking if it's peer pressure or um, fear, I think it's both. I think they're afraid of being the one that gets their grandmother sick or someone else sick and they die from it. Uh, I, I think it's that hysteria that was tied to that. The problem with that mentality, the problem with that thinking is th that means everything, anything and everything. People could die from the, a simple cold. If you catch the, the general rule is if you're sick, stay home. Don't go out in public. You know, I mean, that, that, that's the general rule there. So if you're if you're feeling sick, don't go to public. If you don't feel sick, then what, what, what's the problem? The chances of you getting someone else's sick, especially with COVID, you being asymptomatic and having uh, spread it to someone else is something like 0.7% chance. That's minuscule. That That's on, not less than impossible, but it's- That is less than flu. You know, well, no, it's 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 not even the, it's, that. That is like, I, I don't actually know what the flu, the chances of you being asymptomatic with the flu and then spreading it. I don't know what the chances of that is. Well, we wouldn't but, know because all that data has been tainted. Yeah. At this point, it, 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 yeah, we would have to look at numbers before 2019 or 2019 and before. The, the other thing is, is the peer pressure. It is there, there is an element of uh, status and peer pressure that's tied to it. it it's constantly a th there's circles that are more left leaning, that are more on board with this. And they will say, hey, so and so, have you gotten your your COVID vaccine yet? And they, they don't call it COVID. They just say vaccine. And um they're like, oh, I've got it scheduled for this day or whatnot. And if you're someone that doesn't do that, you're going to have an inherent like I'm being left out or, you know, and, and it's a when they have had it or they have it scheduled, they're like, oh, good job. Yeah, good. You know, and there's affirmation there, which insinuates, well, if you don't do it, you're you're in the wrong. So there is an element of peer pressure uh, with it. It's like the initiation of a cult mentality, isn't it? It really is. I mean, at, at this point, I, I, I would say it is a cult. At this point, At if this you point, don't yeah. go and get one, like you, you get pretty berated and everything. And you're it really there, there is an element that still clings to the idea you have freedom of choice, but it seems to be dwindling. I, I don't know if that's true or if it's just it looks that way. I, I don't I don't know. What do you think about these people that are coming out now saying that you need permanent mask mandates other than the fact that they're insane? Well, yeah, I mean, that we know. I mean, this is a former CDC official, uh, Dr. Tom Frieden, who's, uh, who's on CNBC the other day. And he said, I think we do need a new culture of masks. OK, why don't you wear them? Why don't you do it for yourself? You, you can, I'll, bet you he, I'll bet you this guy doesn't even do it. I'll bet you he doesn't, except for political theater when he gets in front of a camera or a podium. He says, at least any time not feeling well. And I think masks are in 
and handshakes are out for the indefinite future. It, it makes no, it doesn't make any sense. If you're, if you're going to mandate in 95s uh, whenever you're sick, first of all, it's none of your business what their health is, what, what condition their health is in. That's not your, you, you have no legal grounds to do that. They don't have any moral grounds to do that. I'll go a step further no. with it. Yeah, I, I agree. It, and in fact, they're, they're more morally uh, obligated to, to uh, not dig into that. It, it's, well, it's also illegal. You're, you're not supposed to, it, Hippocratic laws, you're not supposed to question someone on their, their, well, if it's like a job or, you know, the government, they don't question you on those things. They're not supposed to. So the, the, the fact that they're going to start pushing for like, the vaccine passports and all that nonsense or, or the mask mandates. No, no, yeah, the, the, you cannot do that legally. First of all, that, see, and that's that's what they're doing here. They're 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 literally holding a gun to people's head over here saying you're going to take this. Um, no, no, I don't think so. And if you go that whole route about, oh, yeah, the like, what's her name? The Von Delane or whatever the hell her name is, that disgusting, sorry, excuse for a politician. She stands up there and she says, if Americans want to travel to Europe this summer, they're going to need a COVID passport. Do you realize that goes against the EU's charter? You violated, you're like, you're openly violating the EU's charter. I'm no fan of the EU. Believe me, I'm not. I know a lot of Europeans that are not fans of the EU, especially now. So you're going to sit there and you're going to violate the charter on its on its face. The whole point of the European Union was, hey, look, we've all got free movement. We don't have any borders. Isn't it great? Oh, now you need your papers to go back. You've come full circle, you idiots. You idiots. You incompetent morons. You've come full circle. What is it with the Europeans? What, what is it with the European elites? I'm not talking about the average citizen out there. What is it with the European elites? Why are you people so damn suicidal? Why are you so self-destructive? This is the third time in a hundred years our ideas in America are going to have to bail your sorry asses out from killing yourselves and your own people. This is the third time. When are you dumbasses going to learn? You people don't learn. You don't listen. You're as hard-headed as the French when the Germans were about to invade. You're as stupid as they were not hearing anybody else's opinions or ideas because you've shut it all off. You're living in your own echo chambers, your your own world of just lunacy and hysteria. At this point, I don't think the U.S. will be able to pull them out I, I, at this point. No, no, not not with not with uh, what's his name, uh, uh, putting Joe in there. Not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's just with, with the way things are, are, are heading and, and the, the policies they're putting forward. The, the thing about the masks, we talked about it. They don't work at stopping viruses. Pushing for a mass mandate is absurd. It's stupid. And if you're going to push for one, then, uh, well, you're going to have to provide everyone with a mask. And you know what? I'm not interested in, in that expense that's going to uh, arise from that. Secondarily, the, the passports and everything... Papers, please, as you were saying. Yeah, yeah. Come on. With, with the Seriously? amount of people you got out there in the streets, what happened in London? You're really going to do that. Are you are you people really that stupid to try that? Are you really that damn stupid? Yeah, I, I think they are. But here's here's what I'm more concerned about. They're going to push for this narrative. And obviously, people are, aren't for it right now. But what happens if um, it, you, you had an instance to where there was another natural disaster or a disaster of some kind, man-caused? that triggers a need for people to, um, well, we're concerned about domestic terrorism, or we're concerned about maybe there is a more deadlier disease out there, or maybe there's something that happens that we can accuse it being a disease that's killing people, but it's not really, you know, lie to them, if you will. Like, um, yeah, like, like, like COVID, if there's something else that they can trigger 
how will the people react? Will they continue to take the stances that they have uh, and try to resist, or will they cave to this new boogeyman? Well, it depends. It, it depends on the mentality of people. Right now, I think people have like they're they're more awake now than they were last year. And if you do another year of this, they're going to be more awake then than they are now. So if they continue that, they're going to need something else. The, the, like climate change isn't going to do it. They're trying to shift back to that. Nobody buys that. You're a bunch of lunatics, right? Nobody buys that. The same people you had for climate change are the same people you got out there rolling up the sleeves in the drive through vaccination centers. Those are the same ones. Honestly, I, I don't think that uh, unless there's something, unless there's like, and, and I don't put it past them. Like I said, everything's on the table with these people. Everything. Like I said, they're throwing everything they got at us right now. They're going to throw something even bigger, probably. Probably. They would love right now. They would love to get a war going in Eastern Europe. They would love for that to happen. Putin didn't bite. And I'll give him props for pulling back. Putin didn't bite. Thank God, because that could have gotten out of hand really quickly. Now you notice what's shifted. Now that Putin's pulled back, Iran, Palestine, Israel, Syria, they're stirring that up again, aren't they? They're stirring that pot. There was an attack the other day on the Iranian nuclear facility, and their foreign minister said yesterday, we don't know who was responsible, but you can believe that Israel will pay the price. Think about that. Th think about that. We don't know who's responsible, but Israel's going to pay the price. Don't yeah. you think you should know who did it first? Bef I mean, if it was the Israelis, okay. But don't you think you should at least identify that that's who it was first? I mean, I, I, common sense would tell you, okay. But now they're stirring all that up again. So I, I'm not exactly sure. I mean, we, we know that they need another war. They need another war for cover. That's going to be the way that I think that they're going to try and do what Klaus said. They're going to try and regain trust, restore trust. Well, historically, when governments go to wars, they always, they always use an outside threat. What happens when you have failing domestic policies? And you can't argue that these policies they've been using for the last 12 months have been failing. What do they do? Historically, they use an outside threat. They'll try something else. They'll, they'll start something up in a foreign country somewhere, or they'll start a, a, another war with another country that's, that's threatening you. That's what they'll do. What if they what if they started up something like what Schwab is predicting with uh, the the next thing will be a cyber war or, yeah. or an EMP or something like that? Yeah. What happens if um, something like that were to happen? You're out of power. Let's say the U.S. is hit and you're out of power well, for six months to a year. Well, you're going to be low on resources because of that time. You're going to expand your reserves. And once that's done. You know, everything once we start getting everything back online and replacing stuff that was burned out and COVID passports you're gonna are have irrelevant. To, well, COVID passports are irrelevant, but I'm sorry, we're, we're going to have to ration things because because of what happened, uh, we're running low on resources. We're going to have to ration it. So everyone's going to get a digital ID card and it, we're, we're going to have to ration things off for you. And it, that, that would be a perfect way to institute a social credit system. You're, you'll get first dibs on it based on your social credit score. I mean, that is another plausible area. Uh, like I said, with natural disaster, what if there is a natural disaster that happens and they're able to utilize it and say, see, this is why we need to institute a social credit system to track all your usage of fossil fuels and you know those kind of things, the, the CO2 emissions. And we, we need to grade you based on that. But we're missing the bigger point here. The bigger point here is, is the people that are implementing these policies and these these agendas. They're the ones that stole all of your money. They're the ones that bankrupted the entire system. The system's bust. It's bust. 2008, instead of that collapsing, and these people probably would have gone with it, most of them. Instead of that collapsing, we bailed it out. 
and we kick the can down the road. You know that analogy everybody use, has been using over the last 12 years, kicking the can down the road? Well, we've papered over that system and papered over it and papered over it so many times, and we've kicked that can so far down the road. It is now a 55-gallon drum full of cement. You can't kick it any further. They're at the end of the road. The system is about to fail. The paper system that they have created through fraud that they ha- they themselves have engineered is failing. The system is bust, and they know it. They're the ones that caused it. Now it's a power grab because they're going to lose control if they don't do it. If they don't grab power and people actually find out that they have been robbed, what do you think is going to happen to them? What happened during the French Revolution when the elites bankrupted everybody? They bankrupted the entire nation, stole everything. What was that uh, Marie Antoinette said? Let them eat cake. Yeah. Got $1,400. You got $600. 2000 in total. There's your cake. They're sending millions to other countries. They're sending hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions of dollars funneling into the education system, into the health system for just nonsense. They're bailing out states for what? They stole all of the money. They stole your pension. I'm not talking just to Americans. I'm talking to Europeans. The banks are empty. We'll talk more on it tomorrow, hopefully with Marty, if he's around. I spoke to him today. But there's a bigger agenda afoot here. It's not COVID. Forget COVID. Take your focus off of that. That's just a tool to distract you and to tie you up and to menace you. That's all that is. The real crime here is what's been committed. Your future has been stolen from you. If you're under 50, you don't have anything. You might think you do. Believe me, I'm in that crowd. So I'm not I'm not counting myself out of that. We're the next generation Russian serfs if we don't beat these people. That alone should motivate you to stand tall against this garbage of humanity. That's all these people are. They're not winners. I've I've talked before. They're not winners. They're not they're not winners. They're not they're not achievers. They're not builders. Losers, yes. They come from the dregs of society. They're political psychopaths. They have nothing. They're morally bankrupt. They're degenerates. And at the end of the day, every single one of them, and I like Klaus Schwab and all the rest of them, they're nothing more than common thieves. That's all they are. They're swindlers. They're peddlers. They're somebody that sells you out for a, a ten ounce bar of silver. They don't care. These people would sell their own grandmothers out if they knew it would enrich themselves. They don't care. So we're sitting here blaming our politicians. And believe me, there's plenty of blame to go. And we can get rid of them all day long. But when they go in and they buy up all these people, and I'm talking about the corporations and all the rest of them, when they go in and they buy up these people, we're not fixing the problem. We're not fixing the problem. We didn't vote for corporations. We didn't vote. Hell, we didn't vote for these people in public health departments, did we? Do you see any of their names on a ballot? I sure as hell didn't. No, and to your point real quick... Uh... There, there actually is a billionaire out there that um, literally turned in people. One. Yeah. I've heard arguments of saying that he did what he had to to survive, but um, uh, no, that, I, I, that, that's not, it's not good enough. Sorry. Turning on your own, no, turning on your own people and, and violating your moral standards is for your survival. I'm, I'm sorry. That, that, that doesn't. Yeah. No. Yeah. I hear you. I, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm done for today. I'm, uh, I'm at the end of it. So. Uh, I do apologize uh, to the listener, uh, but like I said, I've had a really long day. I've had a really hard day, and I'm I'm just I'm mentally and I'm physically exhausted. And quite frankly, I'm surprised I was able to sit here and do anything at all. I really considered uh, doing a rerun today. Uh, I really considered it, but I did say at the end of yesterday is that we would see all of you tomorrow, and I am a man of my word. So I thought, okay, we'll do just a little bit, uh, if possible. So um, yeah. Anyway, but I do apologize for the uh, for the shorter podcast today. But uh, rest assured, tomorrow after I'm well rested and Bruce is well rested, and hopefully 
uh, we have dear Marty here with us tomorrow, uh, and we can have a uh, very good conversation and a little bit more content to uh, pass along to you. So for those of you who have not signed up to our Telegram channel, get over there, get signed up to us. You can get all of our podcasts we put out here every day, and you'll also get an exclusive podcast we put out once a week, and you'll have access to our news feed. We also have comments section and a discussion board, so get signed up to us over there. Drop us some feedback in some of our comments section, some of the stuff we post. Be happy to hear from you and get your feedback. Also, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can do so anytime by dropping us an email at tips of dynamicindependence.com. And we would ask you to pass this along to friends, family, and known associates. We do need your help in order to grow. So if you could pass this along, we would appreciate that. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts. Also, if you're rating podcasts, if you give us a rating when you get a chance, that would be fantastic as well. Five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. All right, that'll do it for today. So thank you for being here today, Bruce. Thank you to all the listeners. Everyone have a great evening.